0: Pratt may be a small town in South Central Kansas. But it's home in a rich town filled with amazing people. Join fourth generation and lifelong Pratt resident Cody Eastis as he provides our community with a podcast that is solely dedicated to our news, our events, and our residents.
1: This is a town called Pratt. All right, welcome to another week of The Coaches Show. Once again, joined by head coach Brent Holting and the voice of the Greenbacks, Austin McNorton. Thanks for joining me, boys. Yeah. Big win last week over uh, Hugoton. long road trip out west, but came away oh. with the 44-7 win and thought we looked pretty good. What were the overall thoughts of the game?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I thought we looked, anytime you score 38 and a half, I know you're you're nitpicking a little bit and, and the kids would tell you I'm probably a little bit of a perfectionist at times on stuff like that. But I, I thought we got to get off the ball better, got to be more physical and hold blocks. I didn't think we held them long enough um a bunch the other other night but i really was happy with our passing game i thought we threw the ball outside of the one pick um you know and that was towards the end of half but i thought we threw the ball really really well you know the the catch jeremy in the corner was a sensational catch um great ball by carson so um things that we need to work on we know we got to get better but you know i was happy overall did you think
2: coming into the season that when you established this new offense that you would be saying at this point now with only two games left that Man, we do have a pretty good passing attack. Do you, you expect know, I, that? I
0: thought that I thought that it would be easier to pass this year because you know we don't have the complicated reads. We're not we're not progress. Uh, have have a, a bunch of routes that we read progressions. You know, maybe just one or two. Um, and I think the nature of this offense means they suck up, and and you're open. Mm -hmm. You know, more naturally. But uh, that being said, I think Carson and Max have done a really good job of putting the ball where it needs to be. Um, You know, a big thing is making sure we make our read quick enough and getting the ball out quick enough um, because I think we've had people open every time. Just the simple nature of the offense means you're going to be aggressive and overplay the run sometimes.
1: Yeah, some of those stats on those runs, you know, you had 90 yards passing. You talked a little bit about that one, 360 yards, 361 rushing. Um, and really, that rushing game got established early. You know, on that first drive, it looked like Enoch ended up breaking one. But even before that, it was kind of that march down the field, do what, you know, what we needed to do against Cheney or what we tried, you know, just those big games, getting that, that uh, run game established early and often and set the tone early. And I thought, I thought you guys did that really well.
0: Well, I, thought, I think it's important for our kids to know sometimes, and we've been talking this week at practice that, you know, we've hit a lot of long plays this year but you're not always going to hit the home run. Sometimes those can be fool's gold. Um, you know, one of the things we've really worked on in practice this week is bouncing out. You know, we, we talk about there's there's a certain guy every play we want to grab the back of his jersey, follow, and then cut off once we see our lane. Um, and I thought we got a little impatient with that the other night. We're getting ahead of those a little bit. And then bouncing when the first sign of, oh, maybe this isn't open, instead of trusting it. And You know, we talk about this offense is big on trust, and and when you trust it, then those big plays happen. But when you're trying to make them happen by bouncing outside, you know, you get those losses, which I thought we did a little bit against Cheney too, that puts us behind the sticks. I thought Hugoton on the first drive, you know, even if we're not breaking off the big plays, if we can get in third and twos every time, I feel pretty good that we're going to convert, um, you know, the next two downs. And so I think that's really important for us first and second down, getting a third and manageable where we have any play we want to run in the playbook. And, and I thought, Overall, we did that, you know. Except for when we had penalties, we were in third and short all night. If we got to third down,
1: yeah, six penalties for a total of fifty yards. How do you clean that up and address that? Well, I not to say too much, but uh, there's a couple that were
0: pretty rough. Um, you know, going back on film,
2: yeah. I, I don't. Can my, you get fined from a podcast? Is that? No, a good I, don't know. Like, I, don't I don't know. <laughs> Let's just say they saw something I didn't on a couple. Uh I think Cody yeah, and I, will I agree. Yeah, I think we <laughs> called it uh, out a few times in the booth yeah. there too. Yeah,
0: no, no, I have the I have the the benefit of going back on film, but uh you know, and, and replaying it several times. But <laughs> there are there are a couple I don't know quite what what we were looking at. Um but I, I think big one is discipline. Snap counts. You know, we got to be able to mix up snap counts. Teams are starting to, to pull pretty aggressively to blitz, um, run a lot of switches inside on us to try to mess up our timing and try to mess up our. Um, you know, I think they've realized that if they go straight up every time, we're, we're going to get in a rhythm and, and we're going to start chunking you. So they're trying to move guys all around, switch them, turn. You know, have a guy slant in and out, and and. When you do that a lot of times is when you jump off sides if you're the defense, but we can't get them to jump off sides if we're jumping off sides. So I think we've really focused on that this week. Um, And then other than that, keeping our hands inside, keeping our thumbs up, uh, you know, just just simple coaching point stuff.
2: At what point in the game, or maybe it's something you're looking at in film, are you saying, okay, our run game could be pretty effective tonight? Or is it something you're saying, drive one, drive two? We're saying that Mondays.
0: Okay, okay. (laughs) I mean, that's who we are. Our run yeah. game has to be effective.
2: I mean, that's that's
0: who we are. Um, that's our identity. You know, we, we tell everybody, you know, we're not going to – if we lined up our whole team in a 100-yard in a dash with the other team, we're not going to win a ton of them. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. We've got really solid kids. They work really hard. We've got some kids that can make some plays. But uh, I, I think it's really important for us to understand that no matter what they give us, we got to be able to run the ball. And when we run, that sets up the pass. You know, I think our kids see that with, with the way our, our offense is set up. You know, we ran seven-on-seven seven today. It doesn't always work real well running seven-on-seven. Seven. Our scout team even does a good job. When they know we're throwing, you know, it's hard. But but when they don't know we're throwing, when we mix in all the runs with it and play action, it makes it a lot tougher to defend. So everything for us starts with establishing the run. I mean, we have to establish the run. And then when they're sucking up so bad, that's when we loosen them up with the pass and take a shot.
1: Yeah, loosen them up with a pass, like a jump pass that we've never seen before. You know, you think first and goal on the one-yard line, and I've said it all season long, you get that type of yardage, and that's Enoch territory. Well, you right. need one yard, and then you pull a Pete Carroll at the one-yard line and decide to throw the ball. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? It, where did the jump pass come from? Uh, that was a,
0: a, I told you yesterday Friday night. That was a – you know, I don't sleep a whole lot during football season, and usually I keep a, a notepad by my bed. And and because sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll wake up with something um, or or I'll just be sitting there in the middle of the night thinking about stuff we can do. Well, well, what do they do? They're playing this. They're doing this on the goal line. How do I counteract that? What do we got to do? Do we need to change our block? And that was, uh, hey, they're sucking up on the goal line. Uh, you know, I went back and, and I thought it. And so then I went back and watched some film of our goal line. I just pulled up a huddle and watched some film. Yeah, yeah, they're. They're playing eleven dudes in the box, and they're bringing everyone downhill because they know we're running. So, so we'll run BOP, which which is our motion over the weak side. and We've always ran ISO. That's the only play we'd ran on so far this year. So, I'm telling myself, if I'm a coach, hey, when they do that, you got to pull the trigger. They're running ISO right downhill at you. So, Grant's right there. We're like, it's a short release. Grant's six, you know, six four or so. Uh, we'll release him to the back of the end zone and just just run that little Tebow jump pass, and, and so that's what we did
2: is are some of your most creative plays you've come up with as a head coach late at night like that in those situations and throughout your entire coaching yes. career yeah absolutely absolutely yeah <laughs> what's been what's been like one of the craziest ones that you've come up with oh
0: man we, we had a couple double passes um, oh my goodness uh, uh, hook and ladder from the middle of the field you know on a slant instead of the hook and ladder outside run a slant and bring the bring the crosser the other way yeah uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, double pass or reverse pass, I don't know. Uh, that's no, a, that's a good question. I don't know.
1: How uh, many something. of those late night, wake up, go to the sketch pad plays, then do you go back to sleep and wake up again and think, oh, I'm glad I slept that one, put a little sleep oh, there's some. One. there's some sure. no, That one's not <laughs> yeah, making it yeah, to practice you know, today. That
0: one was a little wild. There's some I draw it up, and I'm like, okay, wait, I don't know why I thought that was going to work because <laughs> – because <laughs> it doesn't look good, especially with what they run. What, what am I thinking? We're not going to run that. So, uh, yeah, sometimes I do that in the game, too. Uh, no, uh, I, I think, yeah, I think sometimes. Or sometimes we'll run it in practice, and I'll think it looks good on paper, and we'll run it, and I'm like, nope, we're not running that in the game because we we're not comfortable with it. We don't run it well. We haven't been successful with it. And if we're not successful in practice, we're not going to run it in the game.
1: Right. So. Right. What uh so second two plus hour road trip this season we got another one next week what have what have you learned or adjusted as far as travel wise that seemed to have the kids a little more comfortable coming off the bus last week I th- I think uh you know when we've talked I think part of mission valley was the lateness with with, with yeah there was a lot of uncertainty
0: with that uh you pull up it's out in the middle of nowhere um I think even then though I I honestly think and I know this this is me sounding like a millennial or something, but man, it's really hard. No matter how much we, we tell ourselves to get up for a game without any music or anything before the game. It's just, I think it's intrinsic. These kids, you know, you've had it for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, there wasn't any music before that game until like five minutes before the game. Um, so I think all of that contributed. Now, uh, we we didn't get off the bus well and we really talked about it. Uh, we stopped at Mead on the way out, you know, stretched our legs a little bit, got out, walked around we were actually gonna go walk through in the park a little more and, and get out because we were early, but uh, they said one of our buses if it if it idles for more than twenty minutes we we have big issues getting it restarted. So we're like, well, we better not do that. And decisions that. made. So 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 we went on. We got to to Hugoton early. You know, walked around, walked the field. Our kids always do that. You know, I think it's it's a mindset thing. And I think uh, I like actually getting to away games that are longer a little earlier. So that way they can get in the locker room and, and walk around and move and get some sense of normalcy instead of getting right off the bus and then dressing and going out. You know, I think sometimes when you get out and move a little bit, start listening to music for a while, whatever, you get some of that lact- lactic acid out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get some of that sluggishness, yeah. so to speak, out, out of your system and you start becoming normal because it's not normal sitting on a bus. Yeah.
2: Right. Now do you feel like in a, another road game you you've played in two homecoming games now on the road and now this will be i believe a senior night for for Holcomb now you've played in a big game here against Cheney and that was your homecoming so do you think the team's ready to play in another big crowd big environment type of game where there's obviously <clears throat> a lot on the line in terms of district play as well as it's senior night they're going to be pretty fired up
0: Yeah and you know I thought you know obviously the Cheney crowd here was amazing um, It was huge. I thought Hucatan, you know, if you looked over at their stands, they had a yeah. ton of
2: people there the other night. That was a big
0: crowd yeah. for them. Um, I, I think our kids now have embraced that. You know, I think we keep preaching to them. You know, we talked about you, you've you earned this. You deserve this moment. It's a big game, and, and you shouldn't be scared of them. You've earned the right to play in them, you know, with, with our play. We've made it a big game because of how we played this season. So embrace that. You know, make that take your game to another level, give you a little extra energy, give you a little extra adrenaline. And so I think our kids will be ready to go. I think they learned a lot from the Cheney game, the atmosphere, how to handle it, how to handle your emotions, um, your nervousness, stuff like that. So I anticipate that we'll be ready to go Friday night.
1: Speaking of adrenaline and things like that, we saw some big hits in the booth. Uh, Who were the winners this week of the hit stick and the, the jerseys you hand out? Who who was the winner of each of those?
0: Yeah. So uh hit stick of the week was Tay Wilson. Freshman. Yeah. Freshman. Nice. Came in at the end of the game, but yeah. you couldn't. That's not who get it we pitched. Yeah, too. That's, who that's who we gave it, it to. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was a you wanna talk about a picture perfect form tackle man. Yeah. I mean, he he pulled the guy's legs to him, pulled him off his feet and, and drove him into the ground. You know, we had some other good hits. Luisa Roscoe had a, a great one on a peel back block and and we had some other good ones, but that was
2: just a great hit all the yeah, way around. I mean, that's who we picked, uh,
0: too. So he he was that. Uh, Enoch got our MVP of the game. I thought Enoch played a really good game running behind his pads. And I think he's doing a real good job of being patient and getting what he can and then finishing runs. You know, he finishes runs pretty well. Um, our special teams player of the game was uh, Fernando Fernandez. You know, he's kicked. He's kind of done a good job for us this year, putting the ball where we asked him to. We asked him to move it around a lot on kickoffs. Um, and he's done a really good job with that. And then uh, our our practice player of the week was Mason Melcher. He did a good job in practice and worked his tail off last week, so we thought he
1: earned that. Nice. All right, now heading into uh, this week, we got Holcomb coming up. Four and two, another long road trip out there. They've got wins over Cimarron, Southwestern Heights, Nickerson, and Larned. Uh, with losses to Scott City and our common opponent Cheney, um, coming really a close game on paper that Cheney game twenty five yeah. to fourteen, but the more you kind of dig into it and talk to people, sounds like right. Cheney might have had an off night, a lot of turnovers. Had, uh, um, so I don't know how much stock you can put into that score.
0: I wish we had got the quarter the the vote that we got for for that game for our game. Uh, yeah, he was off. I mean, he missed. I think I counted four times on wheel routes where we had a uh, receiver five yards or more behind the defense, and he missed him. That's not normally him. They had five turnovers. Uh, two of them inside the five. Um, another one inside the twenty. So they were a little off. Cheney was, but part of that is Holcomb's athleticism. You know, Holcomb's got some guys in the secondary, especially. You know, the Levi Knoll kid, number 24, is probably pound for pound the hardest hitter I've seen in in a long time. And really? I mean, mm-hmm. he'll he'll bring the wood. Uh, you know, when he comes up on the run, and I anticipate they'll play him close and and bring him on Friday you know he's, he comes up he he may miss a tackle occasionally because he's he's coming so hard but but he really comes up on the run um, and, and fills really well he's a really good football player and he runs the same way offensively um uh, they, they have a stable of backs that can do damage.
1: Looks um, like they're all named Johnson. Are they all yeah, brothers? Yeah, right. Well, yeah. cousins, uh, or the, what's their the story some, with? I think there's cousins
0: there. Okay, um, yeah, it looks cousins. like that quarterback, and, you the, know, yeah, 6'2", back, senior, yeah. Caden Johnson. I'm running back, Colby. Yeah, I think I think the dads are brothers, but I'm not positive. Okay. Coach Strong would know that. He knows all those guys. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's second and 3A behind both in passing. You know they want to get the ball out to their targets. He does a good job of making reads, getting the ball out quick. And when they run, they run downhill hard. You know um, they're a little smaller than us up front, which doesn't happen a ton for us. But but overall, they're a little smaller. So uh, I think we got to take advantage of that. And and like I said, you guys know. I preach it all the time physicality is where it starts and and we got to get off the ball and and, and we got to wear them down physically and I think when you're bigger that's especially important to wear down smaller opponents because you have to work a little hard when people are bigger than you so so I think that's what we're going to try to do is, is is come downhill you know hopefully out physical them and then
2: and then hopefully open up some play action off of that. You mentioned some of the hard hitters that Holcomb has. So how does your offensive line that has gelled really well together all season, how do you kind of scheme saying, okay, these are some guys that we have to kind of key in on on some of these blocks? How do you kind of go about that?
0: Well, I mean, everything's schemed in in terms of so so we count everybody. Um, you know, we have a counting system, and, and they know according to the counting system before the snap who they're supposed to go to, okay. who their assignment is. You know, what we talked about, they're really aggressive. They're linebackers. Um, that we've talked about all week, you've got to hit them. You've got to know where the play is going to go in the aiming point, so you got to hit them where they're going to go, not where they are pre-snap because they're going to move. They're, they're not standing there reading very long. You know, They may make a mistake. They may run into a play, but they're going to pull the trigger. Um, they're super aggressive, and they blitz a lot too. They play a lot of line games up front. So, so I think for us it's just being solid, remembering your rules, um, and, and then making sure you take a good angle to a cutoff point. You know, and because and that blitzing can be really dangerous against this offense because if you blitz the wrong way or we, we get you and there's an opening, you know, we're going to chunk you pretty good and we're going to be in the secondary before you know it. You know, and I, and I like the matchup of our backs against secondary guys all night long if we can get it.
1: Yeah. What's us uh, lay out the scenario for us going forward in districts and playoffs. I know you don't like to look too much beyond one game, but there's just so many, you know, one versus two seed from the north. And What a win so here would are, match up against the yeah, so is that right?
0: Probably. I mean, the way it plays out, it would probably be them. You know, most likely, I think Clearwater may have something to say about that. I
1: think so, still a lot of, still a little bit to right. be determined based um, on. I, I a couple would guess weeks. that
0: Heston's going to beat them. We are cross match. You're cross match with another district, and and you know, fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, for us, the cross matching district is the one with with Andale, Wichita Collegiate, Heston, Halstead, Clearwater, and Wichita Trinity. That's the one we're cross matched with. So, top four make the playoffs. The other two, you know, just play a cross district game with you know
1: nothing five, on the five, line five
0: six six and you're done then the other four playing the playoffs so that what's really important about this game is the top two teams in the district get home games so so if we beat Holcomb on friday night we're going to have a home game first round of the playoffs and and so that's really important to me i think to our kids and you know the community obviously you want to want to play a home playoff game obviously you play a worse team you know if you lose you're you're at the risk of playing a collegiate Andale first round yeah um so uh so I think that's what's that's what's at stake. We know it's going to be tough no matter what. I mean, you know, even playing Heston again, you know, they're really really good. But uh, we'll see when we get there. Obviously, we're focused on Friday night. That's kind of the scenario because you cross district for the first two rounds with with that other district, and then after the first two rounds, you don't see them until semifinals. But but you cross district for the first two rounds. It's is there
1: is there any this late into the season and getting close to some of those matches? Is there? Do you spend any time kind of multi game? planning you know do you dedicate 30 minutes a night or an hour a night saying boy we could face these guys coming up i'm gonna watch a little bit of film just in case or do you well, ju- or you just keep well, that just one a, one week mentality i'm a
0: junkie type where i just may see just a, but i won't really scout I yeah mean, just kind of watch just uh because i enjoy um seeing what they're at the big preparation i think is knowing the possibilities you got and then getting film getting as much film as you can getting getting film from, you know, because you're supposed to trade the last two. Most people do that. Um, but then then the important part is trying to get some of those other films, especially for us. I want to get films of, of they play of teams that are physical, get downhill, play with the tight end, you know, so I can at least somewhat see how they line up. We're never going to know exactly, but at least we can have a pretty good idea of how they're going to line up. And I think, I think that's what I try to do is get as many films as possible. And if, if we don't end up playing that team, we'll get rid of them. But if we do end up playing that team, that way we're prepared, ready to go.
1: Well, I think we're ready for them. Very. I'm very excited. I hope. I hope we're going to try. We're going to give it our best shot. Uh, Speaking of excitement, our favorite section of the uh, segment of the show, you know, the trivia. uh, I promise it's nothing roasting. This is just Uh a straight-up trivia question. I I I know people get excited for this. I, he got a, had a T-shirt on tonight, so I was afraid
0: you were going to pull it off. I don't have my
1: ch- I don't have my chest painted underneath. No, not nothing I, like that. Nothing now like that, that would be awesome. I thought I don't know who I thought be awesome we were for. Going to talk
0: about Austin's fear of storms last <laughs> night. Oh.
1: he did come running on my porch about twelve thirty. Yeah, <laughs> that was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. Yeah, for oh, Austin. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, now you're gonna get some questions. I've asked.
2: seen. So I went to Joplin like immediately after that tornado. I think that did something. Oh and man, that's crazy. There's a that. tornado in Eudora two years ago too. So, oh I've, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was. Yeah. So well, I'd I'd make, make you a little gunshot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love yeah, If yeah. I am, I'm i
1: that. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yep. Here we go. The favorite music of everybody. It's time for how well do you know your Greenbacks?
2: Green box, green box. I will part. By
1: your <laughs> I think it's the singing every time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Coach. When you were with Linden, you coached in the 2017 Shrine Bowl. Do you know how many players representing Pratt have played in the Shrine Bowl?
0: Oh boy, I'm going to say 11. Uh,
1: Pretty close. Thirteen is the Pretty answer. I, I almost went. with that.
0: I knew it was somewhere around there because I cause I'd counted them before, but I couldn't quite remember. What
1: now there have been more nominated. There, I know there have been a couple that had sure. to turn it down based on college commitments, or but actually yeah. played in the game. Pratt has had thirteen Shrine Bowl yeah. players. So interesting Amazing. tidbit. For that is an interesting any...
0: tidbit. I was trying to think how many I've had in my my coaching career. How do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I have to think. I think I've had uh, ten.
2: Wow. 10? Is that all from Linden or is that from Piper 2? No, two?
0: no. Uh, uh, when I was a defensive coordinator, actually, uh, in my eight years as a defensive coordinator, seven seven of those, one of my linebackers went to the, I was a linebackers coach, seven of those, eight, one of my linebackers went to the Shrine Bowl. We had a good run of linebackers. I was very blessed in Uh The year it didn't, we only had juniors and sophomore linebackers. We didn't have any seniors. And then at Lewisburg, uh, I had a linebacker go to the Shrine Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, uh, so that's what eight, so 10. Yeah. And then I had a couple kids at, at Linden, well, I had three kids at Linden. So yeah. He Great. Learned. So I had three kids at Linden and they were, uh, a D lineman, you know, obviously they played both ways, D and O lineman, a, uh, quarterback slash defensive back. And then the Swinehart kid was kind of the second Swinehart, both of them went to Shrine Bowl. Second one played everywhere, you know, his senior year, I think he had like 1400 yards Rushing eight hundred, some receiving, and like four hundred passing. So he kind of kind of did everything. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so
1: I don't know what position, but he, he was confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Hey, uh, before we go, an update. Got some uh, new equipment in this week in the weight room. Yeah, tell us a little I bit about that. About that
0: that's awesome. You know, obviously, you know, we've talked repeatedly about how our community second to none. Um, in terms of generosity, you know, we kind of started this campaign talking to some people last year and, and we were fortunate enough. We just got in this week, 10 brand new, uh, pro Maxima racks, you know, top of the line, they have our logo, uh, you know, greenbacks is, is etched into the sides of them. Um, all kinds of features new stuff. You know, some of our kids, we did landmine squats. Ryan told me that. She's like, we got stuff to do, landmines. Kids loved it. They thought that was awesome. You know, it was really cool. We're really excited. I mean, it looks great. We're almost, you know, we got just a few more finishing touches to put on the weight room project, but it it looks awesome. You know, kids are, kids were excited, jacked up, uh, you know, when they walked in there. So, really, really cool stuff.
1: Yeah. If you want to um, I could probably figure out how to put a link, your Venmo link, or something for the Booster Club for anybody that, you know, still wants to help yeah. contribute to any of yeah, that. Yeah, we're still looking. Um, um, I'll try um, to start including that in the videos right. is the link to – People can pay online or donate, make donations yeah. online. Um, um, it doesn't hurt to put it in there if anybody out sure, there watching sure know no. about any of these opportunities. And, we'll, and every, throw it in there. So
0: every little bit helps. You know, we're the one thing we're still. I think we've got everything covered, but one thing we're still trying to do is uh, you know do the turf project and 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 the wrestling room. And you know, there's always little stuff like I didn't order. Uh, you know, new clips and, and, and wrist straps and little stuff like that that adds up after a while. You know, obviously sleds and stuff like that. If we got the turf, you know, that's the next goal. Uh, so any, any little thing, but no, I mean, this community is amazing, generous, and, and uh, it's pretty cool what we have now. You know, our kids are, they know they're lifting in a weight room that's second to none in, in, in all of Kansas. I mean, our equipment is awesome.
1: Well, it's paying off. The culture we got going is uh, pretty good. So it's going to be exciting to see what happens Friday night out at Holcomb. So thanks for joining me, guys. Everybody tune in to 1290, and me and Austin will be calling the game. We'll do it again next week, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of A Town Called Pride. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with other
0: Prideans you know. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcast or
1: wherever you're listening right now. Thank you, and we'll catch you on the next episode.